0: You're listening to the PK Experience Podcast, where I tap into the minds of today's impact players. My name is Peter King. I'm the host of the show, and my guest today is Justin Stevens. Justin was someone that was referred to me because of his sales experience, and I got to know him a little bit and shared a couple of consulting calls with him where he helped me with some things that I was working on, and it was really brilliant insights, the perspectives that he brought, the experience that he brought was invaluable and uh, really illuminated some key opportunities that was right under my nose, and i just couldn 't see it and it 's when people do that, I, I just find so much value in that and I want to share that with you, my listeners and that 's why I invited him onto the program he 's got a uh, his own business called Prospecting Done for you after he went through a painful business loss of his own. He thought about what he could do to provide value to other businesses and it was in the prospecting space where he realized that was a big hole in his previous business and uh, it was in that space that he turned that, that weakness into a huge positive and now it's his main um, focus for his current business. So it's really a phenomenal transformation story for one, but there's a lot of really great information in this podcast that I'm excited to share with you. So let's get into it. Here I am with Justin Stevens. All right, I'm here with Justin Stevens. How's it going, man? Oh, I am fantabulous. Thank you for asking. Yeah, one thing I noticed about you right out of the get-go is the energy and the enthusiasm. I think when we first talked on the phone, it was uh, no, you no, we were texting and we I, we texted back and forth. Then and then I saw you text "awesome sauce." I was like, okay, all right, we'll, we'll see. Where it's, I see what kind of energy you're bringing to this, and now you're fantabulous. So. Uh, that's the, 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 general vibe, I think in a nutshell, <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's so appreciated, man. I, I, energy is one of those things that, uh, sometimes I struggle with, you know, I'm just in my head or I'm so focused in on an idea and I'm not really connected to what else is going around me. How do you find the energy to, to do what you do on a daily basis? Cause you t- tend to bring it every single day. Ah.
1: Uh. So uh, I I owe the way I show up a lot to what I learned through Tony Robbins. Uh, I went to UPW and at UPW, which is his Unleash the Power Within program, I learned all about you know being owning your energy and the fact that you are a power plant. And ever since that event, I decided, you know what. It is my job to bring the energy. I don't wait for me to have the energy. I've got to show up with it. And so I, right before this, I was listening to some loud music. I was dancing a little bit and just, Just get in that energy in the right place so that I can show up with a smile on my face and help change people's lives.
0: It's infectious, man. And it really is. So how do you, what do you do if you feel down, if you feel frustrated, depressed, pissed off, whatever, what do you do to generate and create it? Uh,
1: So I have
0: to change what I'm doing. So biggest recommendation,
1: if you're pissed off, if you're upset, move get out of where you're at go on a walk go on a run I I, ironically I do a lot of jumping jacks and I listen to a lot of loud music and I dance so my my role is I do cold calling a lot like that's my whole business is prospecting and when you're doing that how you show up matters like the second they answer the phone you need to be on. So you don't have time to be like, all right, hold on. Okay. Now I'm ready. <laughs> no, you get like two seconds.
0: That's yeah. it. So uh, prospecting, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, it is your line of, of work, your business. Tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and and how you're helping folks with it.
1: Sure. So um, I run a business called prospecting done for you. And I'm very clever, which is how I came up with that name, prospecting, (laughs) done for you. And that's what we do. So uh, most salespeople follow up between three and seven times before considering a lead crappy or dead or however you want to put it. But most buyers, it takes between 15 and 20 attempts and touches to make that decision of, hey, I trust this guy enough to have a call with him, mm-hmm. to go into the sales process. Mm-hmm. And so there's this big disconnect. And so that's what we do. We build a 18 step follow up sequence. So when we're doing prospecting, it's not a burn and turn. Burn in turn is when you get a list of people to cold call and you call them once and you leave a voicemail and then you say, oh my gosh, they are such, that's such a bad list. No one called me back. I, I will take sales calls from people that follow up just because they followed up. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just the best way to grow business. So that's what I do. I come into organizations and figure out, all right, what is their unique value proposition? What are they offering? How are they doing it? And then I build out a system all around helping solve their prospects' pain points. Most people... So my background, I did sales training and consulting for 10 years before this adventure. And in that, one of the most common things I ran into is people approach others and say, hey, this is what I do, when what other people really want is not what you do, but what problems you solve. Mm -hmm. And so that's the entire mindset we bring to the table is, how can we solve someone's problem? How can we identify what problem they have in order to know if we can solve it or not? So it's Mm -hmm. that more, it's changes the focus from instead of how do I sell someone to how do I help someone?
0: Yes. Yeah. That's a huge distinction. Uh, And the follow up is so key. I remember um, as you were saying that a few years ago, needing to paint my house and I, put my name and email or whatever in one of those uh i can't remember if it was angie's list or one of those contractor type things and you know i got i don't know 17 people that reached out one person followed up and he got the job and it was like it, and it literally was just one of those things it was such a no-brainer dumb thing because i had millions of things going on and like i couldn't remember who texted him by the time i got down to like look at it again it was buried in my email, like. And the person that got the callback was because he was right there. He was right on the top of the email. He called me and left me a voicemail. It was, it was so painfully dumb and simple to just follow up. And I'm like, how much more business do you get? He's like, I'm crushing it. I'm crushing it. Um, so it, there's a lot of money left on the table for people not following up. What's, can we, let's walk through a little bit your philosophy and the structure for how you set these up with your clients. Let's, let's walk through that. A few okay. ways. So if somebody sure. comes to you and says, help me out, Justin, what do you, what do you do?
1: So the first thing I do is I've got to understand their business. So we spend, um, so first we just start a relationship. We do a couple sales calls where I'm figuring out What is it that they're looking for? What is it they do? How do they do it? What have they tried to do in the past? And did that work? Because if you've already tried what I'm going to do, it doesn't make sense to try it again, right? So we go through this discovery phase of getting to know each other. And another big thing for me, this may be surprising, but having fun is very high on my priorities list. Yeah,
0: that's a huge surprise. (laughs) huge surprise. So uh, during
1: that process, I'm also looking for people that one recognize that life is about living life's about having fun and someone that I can connect with someone that we can be on the same wave wavelength. And it's not like, Oh my gosh, 100% business all the time. Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I love business, I do business all the time, but I also love to have fun. And I want i want to be on team meetings where we're laughing and teasing each other and having a good time rather than team meetings where it's like, you stupid son of a monkey's uncle, I can't believe. It. Like, <laughs> I have no interest in being involved with the company like that. Yeah. So I'm interviewing my prospects to make sure we're gonna have fun together. We're gonna to make money together and have fun. And so once I understand their business and we get to that point where they say, Justin, let's have fun together and make money together. Mm-hmm. Then we dive in and I really start building out our process. So we split it up into two sequences. The first sequence is how do we start the relationship? And so we use cold emails and cold calls. And it's between a three and a five step sequence. And what we're looking for is, are they a real person? Do they have a problem we can solve? Like, can we get them to even open our emails, right? Mm -hmm. And then once we get them through that qualifying sequence, then we put them into the long-term sequence. The long-term sequence involves emails, phone calls. I love snail mail. So if you are not sending snail mail, things that you can put in people's hands, you are doing it wrong. I promise you, it will make you money. And then we also send packages. We connect with people on social media as well. One of the biggest problems people have when it comes to sales is they have a way they like to communicate and try to force it on everybody else. Right. So you need to become a chameleon and adapt to your prospect's preferred way to communicate. I've got some prospects that all they wanna do is text. So we text back and forth all the time. Some that, "Hey, hey, let's jump on a Zoom meeting or I only use LinkedIn. Can't get them through email, but as soon as I send them a LinkedIn message, great. So you've got to be able to adjust your system to the way they communicate instead of trying to force them into the way you communicate. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: It definitely does. Um, You're talking about the method of communication. Do you also adapt the style of communication? Are you looking at that as well?
1: 100%. So there's a behavioral analysis, behavioral styles that each of us have. The disc assessment is one of the most common. You're
0: familiar with disc, yes, right? But but for the listeners who aren't, uh, explain what that is real quick. So disc, you
1: have a driver's license, right? And it is a picture of you. So that picture of you, we may not like it, but it is us. (laughs) And disc is a lot like that. So there's four areas that. We all show up. D stands for dominant. How direct and forceful and data-driven are you? I is influencer. That's that social butterfly. It's the life of the party. It's uh, <laughs> It's the squirrel, right? That's right. Shiny object syndrome. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the high S, which is all about the steady relator. And it's slow, steady. They're the people who have friends from kindergarten, and it's 40 years later, and they still get together and hang out. They're just extremely loyal. And then high C is how how you obey rules, how you follow rules. So what you think about rules, are they meant to be broken? Or did someone make a rule for a purpose? And everybody on this planet is all four of those, but to which extent is what changes. So when we're communicating and outselling, once we figure out what style someone is, you sell to people differently based on who they are. Like if you're coming to sell me something, and I I will tell you right now, I'm a great buyer. You should try to sell me something. probably do it. (laughs) But if you're coming to sell me, you don't come and say, Justin, all right, this is what you need to do. And this is the result. And this is how it's going to happen. Now you come and say, Justin, oh my gosh, I found this awesome thing. Look how cool it is. We're having so much fun implementing this. And I'll be like, Ooh, I want to do that. That sounds awesome. Right? So you've got to adjust based on your prospect and what they're doing. And that's one of the things we're constantly looking for and listening to is what is the language that people use when it comes to engaging. So real quick, uh, look at the rate of speed at which someone talks. If they talk really fast and they're constantly going and they're uh, filling the air with needless words because if their mouth stops moving, they don't know what to do, chances are they're a high D or high I. If they talk slower, if they think through what they're going to say next so that they make sure that they say the right thing at the right time, right? That's chances they're a C or an S. (laughs) For me, you can guess I am more talkative. <laughs> I talk a lot faster. Talking that slow is so painful for me. <laughs> um, so that you can tell if they're SC or ID. Then if you look at what they talk about, if they talk about data and facts and figures and the results, chances are they're going to be a C or a D. Mm-hmm. And so if they're fast talking and talking about data, You've got a D on your hand, you need to be direct, you need to be to the point, you need to be all about the results. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if they're talking about people and who's involved and making sure no one's left out, they're gonna be an I or an S. And you talk to these people differently depending on how they talk. So it's just a skill set that can be learned by anyone if you pay attention and want
0: to Uh, you know this i came across this maybe 10 years ago when when i first heard about it and it was something at the time that i thought oh this is really cool this is a really cool sales strategy a sales technique and it's only until relative recently where i realized if you really get to the root of this if you really understand what it is and you're able to effectively apply it it is a like absolute game changer because it's not just your sales call it's your wife it's your spouse it's your kids it's the the waiter it's the you know the uh, the hotel receptionist who said that i'm sorry we're booked and but you're able to better understand where their needs are in a communicating way where they're like actually no we do have another room like it, it, it just changes everything because we're all about our entire experience is people and communication So uh, the question that I've been really wanting to, this is bringing up something where it's one thing if you're on a one-to-one sales call, are you dealing with one person? How do you take that and help your clients speak in a way that that is effective when they're dealing with their entire prospect pool?
1: Right. So what you've got to do is you've got to be very strategic. Um, One of the things that is, very uncommonly known is the most important piece of your website and what you do is the actual words. So like if, let's say you're doing a marketing blast. If you're doing a marketing blast, you need to speak to all four of those styles in that single email, because I'm gonna pick something different out then you will so let's say there's a sentence around having fun actually i think we're both kind of high i is that fair
0: yeah it's fair <laughs> <laughs>
1: so we'd pick out the same thing but uh my mom is very high c she'll pick out the details and she'll gravitate to those in the email i don't even see details <laughs> like details are like where did you see the price? That's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? You already got your credit card out. You're ready to run it. Like I don't care how much it is. This is going to be great. This is going to be fun. Exactly. So, you've got to
1: speak to your prospects in each of those modalities. So, when you're putting together an ad, you've got to make sure you're addressing the direct to the point. You're addressing that social butterfly. You're addressing the loyalty, the people who don't want to change, and you're addressing how this helps follow
0: rules. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, Do you have a good case study that you could give us an example of of how you took a client and altered their messaging or their copy and helped them be more effective in their communication? Uh,
1: I wish I had one off the top of my head, but I don't. <laughs>
0: not, not, not not even like a specific one, but maybe you can just give a, a, an example in general. Like maybe what are some of the mistakes that people are making and how you would help them be more specific? I gotcha. So for
1: example, one of my clients, very direct, like super nice guy, love it working with him. But like his marketing emails are one sentence long. This is what we're doing for COVID. Like he sent me one and I was like, wow, that... I see where you're going, but let's spruce it up and expand a little bit to help other people. So we kept what he did at the top for all those direct to the point people, but then expanded on the details within that email because it was an email about how we're handling COVID, right? Mm -hmm. So we expanded on the details for the high C. We expanded on what we're doing to keep people safe for the high S's Mm -hmm. and how we're including everybody so no one gets left out Mm -hmm. for the I's.
0: Mentioning um, high C's, high S, whatever. Remind me, because I'm not as familiar with the DISC uh, setup. What is the high designation? What does that point to high. So when I say
1: high, that's the area that shows up the most. So for me, I'm I. that means I show up as that social butterfly who's loud and obnoxious. And some people are like, oh my God, get him out of here. And the other people are like, ah, let's go have fun with
0: Justin, right? It's whatever. Gotcha. Uh, you're reminding me now. So you, for to explain a little bit further, you take the disc test and you get a report back and it shows a graph. And there's, uh, if you scored high in the eyes, you're a high eye. Okay, got it. Exactly.
1: Sorry. I should have explained that better.
0: No, that's right. That's my job. Um, so I, um, that's really helpful to better understand. So you're weaving in the different types of communication styles into the entire sequence. And I'm, uh, I'm assuming that you're also extrapolating out, like you said, there's 18 touch points. So yeah. do you have a, a team of copywriters? Who's writing that content? So we do, I actually currently do a lot of the copywriting
1: because it's, so when I do it, when I got started, I hired a lot of copywriters and they're great at writing like marketing copy and stuff like that. But the copywriting I'm doing is much more sales oriented. And so when you get a marketing copywriter, who's writing a sales piece, they beat around the bush a lot and then you end up with this long email that no one ever reads because it's a long, cold email and they're like, right? So I've come back after going through that whole experience and I started rewriting and then we split test them and everything did a lot better when it was short to the point and very direct as far as getting responses. And actually, if you want an example, we've just started giving away our uh, template that we use whenever someone comes on. So if you go to our website, you can download our template to start prospecting for cold uh, when it comes to cold emails. Be happy to give it to you.
0: That's cool. Uh, Since you mentioned it, what's the website address?
1: Uh, www.prospecting.com.
0: Done for you um, okay i wasn 't sure if there was a different landing page or not um, so uh, are you it 's one thing you 're really talking about um, conversion right so people who have already raised their hand how are you do you help at all with uh, with your clients getting them getting the audience to the page in the first place i e traffic and awareness so yes, we do.
1: What we focus on is people who are selling like a 30 to $40,000 product that has a high lifetime value of a customer 250K plus that has a long complex sales cycle and they want to have quality leads delivered. So we come in and work with them And what we're able to do is we do cold outreach for all our clients. Like, how do we get the right people in front of this? Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we'll work their trade show leads, internet leads, people who visit their website. Um, There's a service called Lead Forensics. If you get a lot of traffic to your website and you're doing the high dollar stuff, check out Lead Forensics basically what they do is they come in and they know all the IP addresses and they can tell you which companies are looking at your website. So someone like me or your salespeople can go cold prospect to people who are already out snooping on you, whether or not they opt in. It's really mm. cool.
0: Yeah. It's almost, uh, it's not so cold anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, how did you get into all this? I'm sort of curious in of uh, the backstory.
1: Sure. So I,
0: I graduated. Uh,
1: so I'll give you the quick long I'm version. Going back do we want to go? <laughs> the first time I went through sales training, I was 13 years old. I lived with uh, obviously my parents. Uh, <laughs> so my dad bought the Sandler Training franchise. And we lived an hour outside of town, and I'm listening to these sales training tips because he's learning the franchise the whole way. And so I asked him one day, Dad, what do you do now? Because up until then, he ran a remodeling company. And he started to explain it and then said, you know, I'd rather show you. Why don't you come to training? So I went to sales training between eighth and ninth grade that summer, and it changed my life. So that's when I fell in love with sales. And then after college, I started working with them, did everything from admin janitorial stuff all the way up, became a sales trainer, a coach, uh, was doing sales and prospecting for the company. About two years ago, it is a franchise, which means they get to create the rules. It's my decision if I play by their rules. So- I was playing not by their rules and they were not pleased about it. And I said, mom, dad, I love you, but I'm going on my own. So that's why I decided to jump into full on entrepreneurship. Uh, I started another business around live events. Uh, We sold our house, moved across the country, closed our retirement accounts. We went all in on this idea. And we got there. And about a week later, I looked at my wife and I was like, well, this is not working.
0: <laughs> oh, geez.
1: <laughs> I've spent. A week into it. Uh, so it took us about six months to move.
0: Right. So
1: like we're going through. I had this oh, awesome idea. I was sure it would work. I was 100% sold. I sold my, my wife and just like, I believe in you. And it didn't work. I learned more in that six month period than I did throughout my entire career up until that point. And so after that, I pivoted and I was like, all right, how can I use the skills I already have to help the world become a better place? Mm-hmm. And I started, I, I started helping other entrepreneurs try to avoid the same mistakes I'd been making. And so the problem was I was targeting people who didn't have money. So that was my my first lesson in that business was don't start selling something low ticket. So I was doing a free event to a $100 upsell to a $300 live event to a Mm -hmm. 25K coaching package. This Mm -hmm. was my value Mm line. What I should have done is just sold the 25K coaching package, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So I learned that, then I went started helping new entrepreneurs and I quickly learned the benefit of selling to someone who actually has money to buy (laughs) what you sell. (laughs) And so I did that for about two months and then my first client at Prospecting Done For You, good friends, coached them for years, trained them at Sandler, Uh, I was coaching them. And one day they said, you know, Justin, I don't know if you'd even be open to it, but we'll pay you $5,000 a month to help us figure out our sales system. And so I dove in. And basically what I did is started building processes around prospecting and following up. And holy crap, when you actually prospect and actually follow up, sales come in. Mm -hmm. So we started doing that and they started referring me to other people. And that's where the business was born is through, through friends, helping friends. And it's been a wild ride.
0: Yeah. Um, So as you developed out these um, processes across these different clients, did you start to notice, I'm assuming that you started to see patterns um, amongst the like what? What are what's some of the structure of the uh, of the processes that you can share with sure. us if you're willing to? Sure.
1: So, and um, at first, I was trying to customize everything to every client. Right. So start blank slate, do it all new. And uh, what I quickly learned was there's a couple things that work really well. And the first one which most people hate and won't do, which I don't blame them, is you have to pick up the phone. So many people want to have a system that sells for them, that I don't have to talk to a human being. I can just sit back and make money. And trust me, I want that too. But (laughs) it's not gonna happen unless you're selling something under two, $3,000, yeah, right? Yeah. Anything above that, you have gotta pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I realized, and if you're new, it doesn't matter what you're selling, pick up the phone, get people on a call. Here's one thing I found through this whole journey is as entrepreneurs, when we get started, We say, I am never gonna trade my time for money again. Mm -hmm. I will not be a slave to the man. And so you go into business with this mentality of not trading time for money. And instead you decide it makes more sense to trade time for no money, which from personal experience actually does not make more sense. It sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) figure out a way where you can build a business based on how I started, was I was trading my time for money. And then I got to the point where I could start hiring people. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, it wasn't my time for money. Mm -hmm. But it didn't start there. So Mm -hmm. that's something I would encourage anybody who's thinking about starting a business or struggling where they're at, is look at how can I trade time for money to feed my family? to build my business so I don't have to trade time for money in the future.
0: <laughs> right, um, I'm imagining, I'm I'm hearing your email uh, incoming sound or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like uh, you're getting a lot of prospects. Is it possible to shut that off? Because it's interrupting some of what you're saying and I don't want people- Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, let me go You've ahead probably
0: and- like tuned it out. You probably hear it all the time to where it's like, you naturally don't even hear it anymore which is probably a good thing because it means you got those are probably leads coming in i'm imagining
1: (laughs) right um let
0: me here's what
1: i'm gonna do is i'm going to go ahead and just close this completely hopefully that does the trick
0: that'd be helpful thank you man um you've talked about sales a little bit and i know so i i sort of have a two part question. The first part was you were saying before you had the value ladder where you started with free and you went to hundred dollars and then upsell the 300 or whatever it was. Um, and why not just start with the $25,000 thing? I think a lot of people hesitate to do that because there's, there's a lot of story around that. Is my product or service valuable enough? Uh, am I worthy enough to deliver on that, et cetera, et cetera. What, what advice do you have um, in regards to that challenge that some people have to sell a high ticket item like that? Great question. So here's, here's what I realized.
1: If I'm trying to lower my price and sell as cheap as I can, I actually can't serve my customers at a higher level. So have you ever, and anybody listening, think about this question. Have you ever gotten a phone call and you look at your phone and you think, oh my God, what are they want?" Right, of course. you know what I'm talking about. Yep. That is the sign that you did not charge enough, <laughs> right? So if someone's paying a million dollars a year, they could call at midnight to ask you what time it is and you would gladly say, oh, it's midnight. Thanks for calling. I'm right. so glad to talk to you
0: again. Right. Right? Yep.
1: So uh, what I realized is you've got to charge enough to take care of yourself, so you can take care of your clients. Mm. And if you start by, like I did, with something low ticket that builds up to value, now I'm trying to give everybody so much free stuff that I don't have time to do anything else. Mm -hmm. So go out and don't start at 2,500, start at 10, or 25,000, start at 10, and just explain, listen, I am building my business. So I call this the unscalable offer. You go out, first thing you do is figure out how much revenue do I need to make to feed my family, right? Don't do it based off survival. Like that's how we all gotta start. So you figure that out and then you look for, let's say it's $10,000. Then you think, okay, what can I do for someone that split it up across, let's say four companies, what can I do to provide value for four different companies that's going to take up this time, that Mm -hmm. I can sell my time for money? And then you go out and you say, listen, I'm getting started, I'm new, I have this experience, this is what I'm going to do, I would like you to be one of the four. When I first launched my business, I had an, I believe in Justin discount. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I believe you're going to be successful and I want to be a part of it. And you're going to get a great deal. I'm going to work my butt off. I love hiring people who are new in business because they're trying to prove themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can help them on their journey. I can be the testing ground. Yeah, it's not going to be perfect, but let's be candid. Nothing ever is perfect. (laughs) So,
0: I know. uh, I think think of how many high ticket things that I've been a part of or experienced and how many details were missed, how many balls were dropped, how many it's, yeah, there is, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And yeah, even (laughs) even in the expensive stuff.
1: Exactly. So don't, Don't get in your head about it. That would be the first thing. And the second thing I would say is you will mess up. Mm -hmm. But You'll mess up no matter what you do. And so a common thing I see people say is give it away for free to get testimonials. I actually disagree. What I think you should do is be totally transparent with what your plan is and where you're at and be like, listen, so there's a company out there called ClickFunnels, they do marketing stuff, right? So if you're trying to become a marketing consultant, marketing agency, go out, find three people and just explain, listen, I'm getting started. This is the process. This is what these hundreds of other companies have done to be successful. You could easily go out and work with them or, You can learn with me. I'll be spending, I'm looking for four clients. I'm gonna charge them 2,500 per month. I'll be spending an entire day, every single week, working on your stuff, making sure it works. Mm -hmm. And we'll be meeting regularly to see, are we getting results or are we not? Mm -hmm. I basically will become your in-house marketing department. Mm -hmm. Would you like to have help on something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not about people make it all about being there, like being the top dog. I've I've done this, these are my results. For me, it's about the journey. I'm I'm nowhere near where I'm gonna be in a year, mm-hmm. in 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the journey, and I'm okay with that.
0: One of the things that I find holds a lot of people back to is the idea of of sales in general and i'm just curious as you've been talking about sales i'm curious to know what your definition of sales is Mm.
1: great question what do you mean like just in general or well
0: so so many people have a negative association to sales i know a lot of people in and i'm i'm looking at this a little bit through my through my lens so i apologize because i know you've got stuff that you probably can share a little bit more on, on your perspective on your end, but um, I know a lot of uh, coaches and influencers and authors and, you know, they have a negative association to sales. So when it comes to, but they're brilliant, they have brilliant ideas. They've got, they're they're great at what they do, but they struggle with piercing that, that self um, limiting box that they're in because, well, I don't want to be too salesy. They have a, you hear that a lot. I don't want to be too salesy. Well, what does that mean? That means, you know, it means that you have a negative association to sales and, but you also are trying to sell something. So you're, you have that inner conflict. So I, I'm curious to know what you think true genuine sales is because you seem very congruent. And uh, with that, if that makes sense. I,
1: I really appreciate it. Um, so it is your moral obligation to help someone if you can help them. It is also your moral obligation not to help someone that you can't help, right? Mm -hmm. Now, just replace help with sales. It is your moral obligation to sell someone if you can help them, Mm -hmm. right? If you can provide value and help them get where they wanna go. It is also your moral obligation not to sell someone that you can't help. Mm -hmm. And so that's, in my opinion, I look at it as it, am I a mercenary or a missionary? A mercenary is in it for the money. They're in it because they want paid. They want to be rich and famous. They want the, whatever, right? A missionary is in it because they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they can help people. Mm -hmm. It can save them from making the bad decision of hiring the other coach or other person or whatever, right? And so when I see that, um, that incongruity of, hey, I'm an expert, but I'm not in sales, to me, it just means you don't believe in your product. Now, I do not condone being a pushy salesperson. Mm -hmm. There is only one person qualified to close ever. And that's the prospect. It is Mm -hmm. not my job as a sales professional to close you. It's your job to close you. It's my job to ask questions, to listen and help you discover that the best course of action is working with me. Mm -hmm. And if I can't help you discover that, then you probably shouldn't work with me. Mm So it's also about how you approach sales. I do not I hear some salespeople and I I just cringe. It's like <laughs> I have you ever bought in spite of a
0: salesperson? I'm sure I have, yeah. Uh just because I know I needed the thing or whatever and yeah. And I'm sure and it's happened, but a,
1: he's a jerk,
0: right? It, yeah, it was it,
1: abrasive and Samson killed uh, (laughs) a million Philistines with the jawbone of an ass and salespeople kill millions of sales with that same weapon,
0: right? Yes, it's very true. I've been talked out of sales uh, many times for sure because I'm just like, it's it's more hassle than it's worth. Exactly. Yeah, for sure.
1: So it's... Um,
0: Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you of, of all the things that you do, what excites you the most through uh, overall all your business and and what you do and in the prospecting prospecting done for you?
1: The thing that excites me the most is seeing people get results. So when I did sales training for 10 years, it's, and you're up there training and you like see that light bulb moment. Right. And it's like, You got it. You got it. Or hearing, like, uh, I was able to get one of my clients sells conveyor belts and palletizing systems and stuff like that. And I was doing prospecting and we were able to get the chief engineering officer, which is the best person in the organization for them to talk to, on the phone and we're scheduling a meeting with. And like being able to share that with the client, is like, that is what I love. Mm-hmm. I love getting the wins, not for myself, but for my clients
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they're, they are so excited and they've trusted me to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, that's one of the things I love the most about what I do is, I, and through and through, I'm a connector. I, I just want I want people to win. I know business, the economy is going to skyrocket, not because of big business, because little business, because people like you and people like me are going out there and we're taking on huge risks and we're putting ourselves out there in such a way that's going to make the
0: world a better place. Mm -hmm. And
1: I truly believe it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. What, um, what are the things that you want people to feel after they do business with you? It's a question I ask. uh, I've asked several other people before and I'm always interested in the responses. What is it that, what are maybe the top three things? If you had to give three adjectives to describe what you want somebody to experience when they come in contact with your company, what, what would those be? Um, it's fun. <laughs> fun we know <laughs> we know number one it's probably like man it was great working with him i loved working with justin which you know you and i've had a few calls already it's been fun to talk to you it's like i know that we're gonna have a good time so that, maybe that's one of them i would guess at least it is from my perspective <laughs> totally uh, yeah and i'm to be totally candid i've lost clients
1: just because of life and everything i'm friends with every client that I lost, Mm -hmm. like one Mm -hmm. feeling, I want them to have. So I want them to leave understanding that this is yes, business is personal, and it always will be. But we are doing this for results. And we can still be friends, whether or not those results come in the way we want them to. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want them, I want them to feel um, like they got value, whether, whether or not we got all of the leads that we were planning on getting together, I want them to feel like, you know what, we may not have gotten the re- end result, but I've got this plan in place. I've got this process. I know what I'm doing moving forward. I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I want them to feel like it was money well invested. Mm
0: hmm yeah I asked that question a lot of times because from a from a brand perspective um it, it it's one of those things where if those three qualities permeate every touch point that people have with your business there is there's a differentiating factor there that that rises above everybody else um and so i was just I was just curious if you thought of that or if that was um something about you know yeah. you yeah. emanate that but anyway. Um, I know we're getting a little bit short on time, which the dude, this hour flew. Um, but, uh, do you have any closing remarks? I'll, I'll, I'll give you that opportunity. Cause I know there's, uh, some people who are struggling right now, especially, maybe this is a, a good way to wrap this up, given the condition that the society is in and, and the fear and a lot of the social upheaval and tension in the economy, etc. Um, people still need to prospect. So What's your advice uh, and ins- inspirational call out? So, ask for
1: right that. now, you have been given the greatest gift possible. We are in the most turmoilist time, which, which that is a world word. I will go add it to Wikipedia. <laughs> um, we have been given this golden opportunity. <laughs> Things have never been as bad as they are. Like, they've never been as difficult and it's leveled the playing field for everyone. There is not a single company out there that was prepared for this, for COVID-19 and everything else coming out. And right now is your time. It is the best time to start a business and to grow a business. Every single one of you should be out there prospecting because there are people that need help and there are people that you can serve at a higher level. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, yeah, it's, it's been hard for me too, but I, my wife, my family, most people I know call me Pollyanna and (laughs) It's because it's true, you know what? (laughs) If you look for the good, it is there. So I would, wrapping up, I would just encourage you to understand that you can do this. Right now is your time, and there has never been a better time to go out and make the impact that you wanna make on the world. And I promise you, that impact is not gonna make itself it's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it.
0: Mm, love that man. Appreciate you. Um, for those that are interested prospect prospectingdoneforyou.com. Yep. Justin Stevens, thank you thank you man. Thank you for your time.
1: Hey, really appreciate you too. Have a great day and if I can help anybody at all, I'm happy to jump on a call and give you coaching and yada yada yada. Like it's- let's build a relationship.
0: It's true. He's the real deal. I've, I got on the call with you with that same sort of premise of just, Hey, where are we at and how might we be able to help each other? And you've been a huge, uh, catalyst for some evolution of thought that I've had and, and some of the things I'm working on. So, uh, for those that are listening, yeah, reach up, Justin, Justin definitely can uh, level you up. So appreciate you, brother. Thanks for the time today.
1: Hey, thanks, Peter. Have a great day.
0: All right, man. You too. Mm-hmm.